0: Welcome to Sports,
1: Clicks, and Politics.
2: Welcome to Sports, Clicks, and Politics. With your host, Ben Husson and me, Sean Hannan. Welcome to episode 127 of Sports, Clicks, and Politics. I am Sean Hannan. Joined as always by the wonderful, charming, ham- handsome uh Ben Housung.
1: I concur with all three points.
2: Mr. Husong, how was your weekend? My weekend was good. Very good. good. Any uh work on the four season uh room?
1: No, we gotta get I gotta get over to my buddy's house, get some logs. Now that the weather's starting to break. Lumber's down. I well, I my lumber's free because I'm gonna oh, go pick nice. it up with what? well, it's not free. I gotta rent a dingo. How
2: were the chickens and the eggs?
1: The chickens are Good. i got to build a better coop, though. Our coop sucks.
2: Are you taking home my empty egg egg cartons today with you today and uh, bringing me back a couple dozen eggs next week? How many eggs do you want? I don't know. I'm I'm scared a a little. Uh, I'm a little scared of these raw eggs.
1: Oh, come on. Don't be a baby. Like
2: raw milk, like right off the farm. I'm a little scared without it going through the government hands and making it safe for me.
1: Yeah, that sounds like you all the way.
2: (laughs) All right. So let's hope that the... uh, 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 eggs, I think they're coming down too, anyway. So maybe I'll have a less of a need. But anyway, I do, I do have a stash of cartons. So, so at some point, I may take you up on that
1: offer. No stress. How was your St. Patrick's Day?
2: Uh, pretty good. Uh, I didn't do anything. I mean, I know I'm, I'm Irish. I uh, we didn't. I don't think we talked about this last week, but uh, because we hold the parade the Saturday before St. Patrick's Day, which turned out to be the couple days before our last show, we actually hosted the Syracuse firefighters at our place uh, after the parade. On Saturday. So I get to do all my St. Patrick's Day celebrating then. I gotcha. I get inundated with a bunch of uh, uh, well-dressed with, I mean, have you ever seen the uh, firefighters in mass, like all together around St. Patrick's Day? The mustaches are epic.
1: (laughs) Fair
2: point. <laughs> They're epic. Yeah, I mean, wrong. it's like the Super Bowl of mustaches for these guys. They get their. I feel like they. I've never asked them this, but I can tell that they are well groomed, well manicured, long as they possibly can be mustaches, and they have saved. They're grooming for this day. It is the Super Bowl of mustaches, Sounds at least scary. amongst the Syracuse firefighters. Good for them. They can the firefighters can who listen to the show regularly can uh, dispute that. Even right. though I know one who d- does not have a mustache is a regular listener of our, of the show here. But looking at you, Chief. Yeah. Anyway, that's great. On that note, before we get into some of the crazy subjects that we're going to go over today on the uh, the world of sports, clicks, and politics, please subscribe to the channel, share the video, like the video. Uh we are banned on YouTube still. They eh. told me one week it's been more than that. And we st- I couldn't go live again this morning. So uh we're still banned on YouTube. So welcome all the rumblers uh to the world of sports, clicks, and politics. We got some news here today. We're gonna follow up on some stuff we talked about last week, the uh Silicon Valley Bank. Yes. Got some new news, some uh interesting twists as the uh rubble is still <laughs> Is is being picked through. Um, I got, we're going to talk about one of our favorite sports athletes, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And one of our other favorite sports athletes, Holly Saunders.
1: I still don't know who that is. I guess we're going to find gonna out find today.
2: Out. And then we have a new member of the Biden crime family. <laughs> At least... She's always been a member. Sure, she's been a member of the family, and the the family has always been criminals, but we have now publicly outed Haley Haley Biden as a receiver of some uh, Chinese monies. It's called questionable funds. I mean, she's probably an expert in energy.
1: She probably claimed it all on her taxes.
2: And then what could be more 2023 than Donald J. Trump being arrested tomorrow? Bring it on, he says. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> what, what's what's a bigger deal? If Trump gets arrested on Tuesday, I'm just thinking this. I'm spitballing here, Mr. Hussong, So not to put okay. you on the spot. Or the Fed raises fifty percent, fifty basis points on Wednesday. What's a bigger, what's a bigger needle mover in the world of uh, sports, clicks, and politics? Anyway,
1: I mean, for the average person, Donald Trump being arrested will be a bigger needle mover than anything Jerome Powell does at the Federal Reserve. As far as what will actually have a bigger impact on the lives of you, me, and every other non-deca-millionaire-to-billionaire, definitely the Fed decisions.
2: It's gonna. This is going to be a crazy week, I think. Yeah, this. Oh. We're going to do two hours next week. Oh,
1: buddy. Wait until we got to cover all the banks from this week. Yeah, this no, week. no. That'll it's, be great.
2: No, I, too many letters. Yeah. Too many... Alphabet soup things. Too many. I still haven't found out what UBS actually stands for. I know it's the Swiss National Bank, and we'll get there. But do you actually know what UBS?
1: I thought it was United Bank of Switzerland, but I don't know that for sure. I just couldn't find it, even on their website. I looked. I I might have just made that up, but I think that was what it was.
2: I mean, I had Bank of Switzerland as probably the you know go tos for the B and the S. Obviously, the U was uh, unclear on. So, all right, let's switch gears a little bit. Okay. A little bit, I say a little bit, but we mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Sure did. We are here in uh, central New York, so I wouldn't say Jets country, but uh looks like Aaron Rodgers is going to the New York Jets to uh, compete in your AFC East against uh, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I guess I'm going to play the Miami Dolphins and uh, whatever's, who's the other team? New England. Are they good?
1: Uh, not really.
2: I don't think their quarterback's any good.
1: Mac Jones seems to be stunningly average, Yeah, but they also, in fairness to Mac Jones, they have two defensive coordinators as the acting offensive coordinator, so I don't know how that works.
2: Opposites attract.
1: I guess so, but it didn't work well, to say the least. Aaron
2: Rodgers, uh, I guess, so he went on the Pat McAfee show, and I'm guessing there was probably some bubbling up of this before that, but he basically said, uh, my intention is to play for the New York Jets, so he basically gave the Jets uh, like a, a roster of free agents be like, Hey, go sign some of these guys and I'll come play for you guys. And he, they signed, uh, to his uh, request, Aaron Lazard now as a fantasy, uh, football player, and maybe you, uh, uh, share some of these sentiments, but like Garrett Wilson's pretty good. Oh yeah. And Elijah Moore was supposed to be really good. And he kind of had some flashes last year. I know he's been kind of, uh, disenfranchised there and kind of put, you know, in the doghouse, if you will, but he's going to have some weapons I'm not sure he can give him the ball still there yet. You know that remains to be seen. I'm guessing he'll if if there is ever a moment for Aaron Rodgers to put in a little bit of extra rep, it's probably this summer.
1: Yeah, I mean he didn't do it last summer with two rookies,
2: right? But I'm guessing I'm saying if you're all about Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not saying he should or shouldn't be, but if you're about Aaron Rodgers and you're going to basically, I would say demand a trade, but facilitate or ease this trade you're going to try to be on the top of your game physically i guess is what i'm saying i would agree and obviously he has some familiarity with the coach there nathaniel hackett former su football coach
1: yes and uh former buffalo bills offensive coordinator is he and, there for,
2: when, when Marone?
1: right yeah okay and nathaniel and uh nathaniel hackett was aaron Rodgers' offensive coordinator when he won his last mvp award like two or th- three years ago um uh, all right, I got to level with you. This makes no sense to me whatsoever. I get why the Jets want Aaron Rodgers. I have no idea why Aaron Rodgers wants to go to the Jets. Like, well, First off, it's following Brett Favre's footsteps, and he's been trying to distance himself from that for a very long time. Number two, uh, just uh, Aaron Rodgers is fantastic. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks that's ever played football. Him at his current age, even at 90% effort, is still better than probably 75% of the quarterbacks in the league. But here's my point. You're going to go to the AFC... East of all divisions. East aside, why do you want to go to the AFC? Like top five quarterbacks in the AFC in no particular order before Aaron Rodgers comes over, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, um Joe Burrow. I knew I was missing a very obvious one. And Lamar Jackson. I mean, there, there's there is tremendous quarterback talent in the AFC and it's a quarterback driven league. I'm going I got a fun game for you to play and I didn't warn you I wanted to play this game. Who are the top five without Aaron Rodgers, who are the top five quarterbacks in the NFC? Um I don't know. <laughs> You're not too far away from Daniel Jones, and that's a problem. Like,
2: yeah. So I mean I get your point there. Now, clearly not all teams are in need of a quarterback. And all teams aren't every team in the NFC is in need of a quarterback, with the exception of the Eagles. So, I guess my defense of the Jets would be, I think their defense is really good.
1: I don't disagree.
2: I think they have weapons. I think the familiarity with the coach makes it a seamless transition. I don't know that there was a better match than the Jets, actually. I Granting all your points, like, if you go to whatever, some Joe Blow team in the NFC, even though they don't have a quarterback, I'm not sure he's at the, and maybe he's aware of this, at the same level he was to make everybody else better here. He can go be a game manager and an excellent one, right? Like he doesn't have to be
1: maybe if, if the defense holds, it, you're also assuming Robert Sala is a good coach and he might be, but we don't know that yet. Nathaniel Hagan is a great offensive coordinator. I'm not They're going to give any him
2: right. car They're going to let him do whatever he wants. Of course he is. But
1: off the top of my head, uh, The Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would have all been better fits for Aaron Rodgers to go to. They all have talent. They all have good teams. And they all play in the NFC. Like, if you went to the NFC South as Aaron Rodgers, you are automatically the favorite to win the division. I get that the Saints signed uh, Carr. Fine. And I'm I'm a Derek Carr fan. I think he is arguably one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFC right now, today, which says a lot about the NFC. So, I just don't grasp your thought process of why would you not be calling the the ers and being like, I'll restructure. I just want to come win a Super Bowl. Like,
2: that's, I mean, the Niners. Stacked. Obviously, he's from Northern California, so there might have been some uh, draw there. But
1: there's a legitimate claim to be made that Geno Smith is a top five NFC quarterback. But there's
2: right also now. this, and I, I think, it, and I think it's real. Is I'm guessing there is a sizable, if not majority. Number of owners who have nothing nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers.
1: I don't. I don't agree with that. Actually, I think that Aaron Rodgers, by and large, as much as he gets trashed by mainstream sports radio and media personalities, is very well. Like nobody denies the talent. Nobody denies it. But he brings a circus. That's all. I mean, he doesn't even bring that bad of a circus because it's not. Yeah, he goes on ayahuasca retreats and darkness things. Great, but it's all in the off season. All season long, he just plays good football. I I just, that's what I don't grasp. So maybe
2: this this is just a 5D chess move against the vaccine. Uh, (laughs) Well, you don't, you don't think he went to the jets because Johnson and Johnson.
1: uh, No, I don't think that he went to the jets for Johnson and Johnson. I also (laughs) don't think that him coming to New York with his current vaccination status is the smartest move in the world. Um, I just, I, I, it makes no sense to me if I'm Aaron Rodgers, why I would take that. I would literally just say, and, and if you're Carolina, Carolina's got a very good team. They've been a quarterback away. All right. If you gave up a first round pick and a second round pick for Aaron Rodgers brought him in, you are immediately with Frank Reich as the head coach. If you're not the number one favorite in the NFC, you're a top three. San Francisco, Philadelphia, and you. Like, that's the top of the NFC immediately as soon as Aaron Rodgers signs with your team. Why would you not go for that? That's your best shot at a Super Bowl you've had since Cam Newton was able to throw a football. That was a long time ago. Yeah.
2: I mean, listen, I, I totally grant you. I mean, I, I don't think getting into the playoffs is that difficult anymore because of the new structure, but Agreed. you're going to have to beat two or three really good teams on the way in the AFC for sure.
1: Yeah, number you one. Might,
2: you might skate because you get to play the – the Seahawks and the Lions next year on your way to the Super Bowl. Well, you
1: could get your way into home field advantage, which is a big oh, deal sure. in the playoffs. And on top of this, if you're in the AFC, number one, you got to best Josh Allen and the Bills, which for all their faults are still a very good team. They still won 13 games last year. Miami is a very talented team. I am not a believer in Tua, but well, I think the rest of that team is very solid. What and about Brady f- and the Dolphins? I, I don't see it happening, but no. they'd be very good. <laughs> I think that the problem the Dolphins have is they're gonna they're gonna win a lot of games early on because they're gonna win a lot of their home games in Miami when they give the other team heat stroke and then the season's gonna wear on, it's gonna get colder and they're gonna fade just like they did every other year. But they're still a good team that you have to compete with. So then you get out of there, you get to the playoffs in the AFC. Now you got to face, even if the Jets win the division, the Bills are more than likely still going to be in the playoffs as a wildcard team. So you've got to go against Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson with Sean Payton as a head coach, probably. I mean, you have to go against such tremendous talent that your road to the Super Bowl is infinitely harder. Like, if, if you took the Bills and moved them to the NFC South right now, swapped them with the Falcons, Okay literally they would be the Super Bowl favorite for the NFC without a second thought. But in the AFC, they're uh, maybe, I I don't know, maybe they're okay. But day one, they would be the favorite in the the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. So that's the disparity that you have right now between the AFC and NFC. And I just don't grasp why in the world, if you're Aaron Rodgers, would you agree to this?
2: Yeah, I I said, I think it's, I think first and foremost, it's going to be Hackett.
1: It's got to be. I just don't get it. It makes I, like, I feel like it's a bad decision. Well, we will find out. I agree.
2: Hopefully he stays healthy and hopefully it's uh, they make for an interesting uh, football season because I'm in. Yeah. All right. Let's stay on sports. We very rarely do two sports segment, but I felt like we could uh, maybe even <laughs> transition this from sports to clicks. Um,
1: Are we about to go into the exposed sports thing?
2: Holly Saunders to launch how to sports league in the world.
1: Connor, if you're listening, the sports section's over. It's time to, it's time to <laughs> shut the app, buddy. You got to shut that thing down, all right? We're, we're moving on. So, Honey, please.
2: I briefly uh, introduced this to you before we got to the show because you didn't know, have a, no idea that I was going to talk about this. So, I'll give you that cover. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, thanks for this. <laughs> so, I don't know if you guys know who Holly Saunders was. She, or is, she's still around. Um, but she used to be on the Golf Channel. The Morning Drive, that was the name of the show.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember that show.
2: And so Eric Casilius was the host of The Morning Drive. And then apparently Holly Saunders and Eric Casilius started dating, and therefore Eric Casilius had to move to NBC and uh, away from his girlfriend. She's no longer dating him. She ended up dating some Vegas gambler. I forget his name. He's really famous.
1: She is presently dating Oscar De La Hoya in the eight seconds of research I did on this subject before we went out. Yeah, so
2: she's uh, currently dating Oscar De La Hoya of boxing fame. Yeah, so, but anyway... I'll reread the headline. Holly Saunders to launch hottest sports league in the world. Exposed sports featuring models and topless matches. So this is going to be a golf uh, league, Mr. Huesong, uh, with people like Holly Saunders playing golf in no clothes. For viewers. <laughs> <laughs> then now there's some allure in just watching good golfers. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like I like watching golfers, especially when, you know, they're they're they can make the shots. And so (laughs) what? No, I'm good. Let's keep going. And so I'm interested in how this is all going to work out. So apparently they got a, uh, an Instagram account. I don't have an Instagram personal Instagram page. I don't think you do either. Um, But you can get some pictures of Holly Saunders golfing in outfits. And uh, I don't know what to make of all this, but competition begins in April, 2023, Mr. Hugh song. Will this be must see TV at the Hugh song
1: house? No, <laughs> no, it will not be about, this We'll never find this. will never grace the television at the Hugh song household. Not even for,
2: uh, uh, homework for the show
1: no no definitely <laughs> not uh i feel like this could only end poorly for me if i choose to go down this rabbit hole and and honestly i have enough weird rabbit holes that i'm down already i i don't see how this works i just don't like i i get the idea and it's one of those when you're like 21 and an idiot with your friends and half in a tank like you think about it, and you'd be like oh my god i would watch it all the time but here's the reality anybody who's gonna tune in to watch topless women play golf
2: like it's going to be other sports too so we don't really know what all the sports are going to be yet but i mean golf seems like the most obvious one but tennis
1: tennis uh billiards apparently is on the list okay and you've done way
2: more homework than i have
1: i mean i read one article from (laughs) output coverage where this was covered uh i just think that the competition in this particular sphere is fierce there is a lot of competition for pervy dudes that want to watch and listen i shouldn't like pass judgment on anybody if this is what you're into god bless you I, i'm not here to judge but let's let's be frank you know there's other sites where you could see way more and i don't see how i'm not tuning in as like an average sports fan I, i'm just i'm not there i and i think the guys on the other side you're looking for a very narrow window of people right here like i think they'll have very narrow window. you
2: think they'll have DraftKings? yeah i don't think they will I mean... Only if they have betting
1: lines. Listen, it's it's one thing that I love about this country. If you're going to do a competition somewhere, someone will allow you to bet on it. It is wonderful that we have that ability in this country. All right. We have a minor gambling addiction in this country. Any more uh, hot takes on exposed sports? I wish you the best. <laughs> Genuinely, I want everybody to be successful. I'm not your target audience. I'm not tuning in. But... God bless you. I, I mean, I, I wish you all the success in the world. It feels like it's just a, it's a stupid business. I I wouldn't invest in it. Let's put it that way. And I I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty open minded when it comes to what businesses I would invest in and take a shout out. I would not invest in this because I don't think that the financials and the uh, economics can work.
2: Do you think if I hit the? So I'm looking at the exposed instagram account right now okay and in the article it only had 600 followers now they have 18,500 so it's gained some traction i mean it's 500 out of
1: 340 million people
2: but they're following 10 people do i dare click on that oh god and see who they're following i'm guessing they'll be athletes
1: let's see what we got
2: oh i have to sign into instagram i don't have an account
1: well i'll have to do
2: some homework for next next, (laughs) next week for the exposed sports update segment sure all right,
1: stand by, everybody. <laughs> or you know, if you have Instagram, go look out for yourself.
2: All right, let's move on. You're welcome. Thanks, Mr. song We <laughs> last week.
1: <laughs> I got a volunteer. We ha- we can have a correspondent in the field. It'll oh, good. Be the Official Scap exposed. Oh, correspondent. good. We needed that. Thanks, Omar.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we needed that. So
1: <laughs> Omar's got a job.
2: Excellent. You're can get him a camera from oh. O'Keefe Media Group.
1: Yes. Let's get it.
2: We didn't even talk about that. I know. We should have.
1: You were out of town. Uh,
2: So let's revisit some of this Silicon Valley Bank uh, stuff with a week's viewing of uh, the shenanigans that have happened since. So nobody has still bought this bank, right? It's still out there, uh, whatever. It says, uh, I'm reading here, in Fortune. FDIC leans towards Silicon Valley Bank breakup plan, pushes back deadline for bids. And this is from March 19th, so yesterday. So I don't know where they stand right there because I thought HSBC was going to purchase them. But apparently they're uh, pushing that off. Now, one of the tidbits that I had wanted to touch on that I learned since last show was there were buyers for the bank. And the Biden uh, administration said no. Hmm. You think Musk tried to buy the bank? Yes. I think he did too.
1: For sure, yes. Apparently,
2: they whitelisted a handful of uh, people slash banks that w- they would allow to take over the bank. Our government's wonderful. Yeah.
1: Always looking out for the little guy.
2: Yeah, so thought that was interesting. Um, everybody gets this guy right here, Greg Becker. Sure. This is the guy, the CEO of Silicon Valley Bank. He was also the guy who was the Class A director on the San Francisco Fed.
1: Uh, you got to love the system that allows the overseers to work in the industry. And this is also themselves. the guy
2: that, that sold $62 million worth of stock uh, in February, a month before the uh, shenanigans.
1: You know, maybe, maybe he put in a call to Paul Pelosi to find out what, what, where the market was going. <laughs>
2: what do you think, Paul? What, so, I don't know. Do you have some initial hindsight or uh, new uh, perspective uh, looking back than we had a week ago? on the banks in general silicon valley bank signature bank and then we can get into this whole credit suisse uh Um, uh, ubs stuff too
1: yeah i think that the, the the reaction from janet yellen from the fed from the biden administration has been very telling about where we're going and and i don't think it's good i think overall we're setting up a situation that will have very negative consequences but in typical american public fashion most people have no idea what happened. Uh, those who of those who actually have any vague idea don't understand what's going to happen from this, and they just think like, "Oh, well, the government stopped another problem," not realizing that by preventing this problem, they have created a bigger problem. Um, the question: Should a bank be allowed to fail? Here's your answer: It's not up to an allowance or not allow. The bank did fail. It's. So,
2: yeah, so let me let me touch on that a little bit because most of the, the best cases, if you will, are made for depositors, right? Hey, they didn't know what they were doing. They just used the bank. Well, guess who got interest rates on those deposits from the crazy-ass loans that this bank was doing, right? So do they get a haircut on those interest payments? I, don't, I doubt it. They're going to be made whole, right? Yeah, so I, the bank's risky behavior got these high interest rates for these depositors, and the depositors don't suffer any consequences. They get all the benefit. Of the risky and they get none of the, none of the, the risk.
1: Correct. And this is, they always try to paint it as like, oh, we're just standing up for the little guy. Like, no, you're not. You already covered $250,000. The little guy. Yeah. That's 99% of all bank accounts. Right. Except at SVB, SVB, Silicon Valley. Yeah. I got those, that acronym. There are too many acronyms, but yeah, at Silicon Valley bank, it was something like 93% of the funds were not
2: Yeah. Insured. I saw two I saw 2.7% were insured. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: So here's the thing, they had a very And these people all know this, and right. they should know it. Look, if you're the CFO of Roku who had all their money at S 500 Bank, million, all right? And, and you're like, "Oh my god, they're not going to be able to make their payroll." Like, "Well, that's the fault of that company because if the average person is at least vaguely aware of FDIC insurance and $250,000 max, then the CFO of a company that is publicly traded ought to know that that's the same rule and not expose themselves to that level of risk
2: okay so let me let me just I'm, i don't know if this is devil advocates or not but i can see if i'm the ceo of roku and i'm boys with i don't know governor newsom who also has his three wineries with uh, deposits in Silicon Valley Bank and personal accounts in Silicon Valley Bank, and the president or one of the directors of Silicon Valley Bank serves on the board of directors for his wife's nonprofit, then maybe you just have comfort knowing that that bank is never going down. And you're like, screw it. I can do whatever I want. This bank is never going down.
1: And then that perverses the incentives. And that's the problem is you're no longer choosing your bank on a merit. You're choosing your bank on the political connections and the – I don't know if knowledge is necessarily the right word, but the likely premonition that if the bank is mismanaged, it won't matter because this bank will not be allowed to fail due to the political connections that it has due to the importance of the people that are there. That is not capitalism. You cannot privatize profits and socialize losses. That is the dumbest form of socialism you could ever hope to create. It is what causes such great wealth imbalances to begin with. So let's say Silicon Valley Bank was, in fact, allowed to fail, okay? Which, again, we shouldn't be phrasing it as allowed to fail. They did fail. It was their own fault. It was mismanagement. It was poor risk management, and they did fail. Now, You think, that, escal- you
2: think the fact that they had no risk uh no uh, chief risk officer for nine months leading up to the crash played a role?
1: I mean, it's a hell of a coincidence. We didn't fill this position and then we had a bad outcome. Weird. So, did
2: you, did you know, this is a side note, but related. Did you know that the uh, chief research officer for Silvergate Bank was the son in law of the CEO? It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, what better way to...
1: So what I mean, like, this is, a, <laughs> this is a train wreck of... So if they go into receivership, they come in. All Everybody gets $250,000 right away from FDIC insurance. Great, that's all taken care of. Then what happens is the bank goes and gets sold to somebody else. And the people that had in excess of the $250,000, they're not going to get made whole, but they're going to get something. It's not like the money's just gone somebody is going to step up and buy the bank and they're probably for all that money above the $250,000. you are going to get somewhere between 75 and 85 cents on the dollar. I get it's a haircut, but take the lesson and don't do this again. Now, oh my God, Roku couldn't have made payroll. Of course they could have, because all you have is you have all these VCs and all these investors in there and you go around to them and just say, Hey, we obviously have a very good business. We're going to issue stock. We had to take a bit of a loss, but we're going to raise the money. We're going to weather this storm and we're going to learn our lesson about not going in on bank accounts at mismanaged banks and hoping for the best. Would it be without any ramifications? No, of course there'd be negative consequences. But the companies that are good would have remained good. The companies that are bad will be allowed to fail. That is what the idea is behind what is the optimal use of capital in the system. And it's not cronyism. It's not political connections. That's not how this system is designed to run. What happens when that happens is what you see right now, where you have some individuals that are, Never able to fail. And, and look, capitalism involves, if you take risk, you have to be able to fail. Because I love the, the point, I don't remember the guy's name, somebody made it years ago, like you could literally name anybody as the CEO of J.P. Morgan and they'd be fine. And it was on CNBC, which was the funniest thing in the world, and everybody lost their mind. I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about, you're an idiot. And this guy so calmly was like, if you are too big to fail, what is the only option? If you are not allowed to fail, what is the only other option that you're going to do? Succeed, and in capitalism, folks, this is a stupid system that we operate in right now. So now the the banks that are in question, and I am a firm believer in incentives above all else. If you follow incentives, you can predict outcomes. It's that simple. Not intent, not uh, money, oftentimes, but if you follow incentives, you will be able to predict outcomes. So what the federal government just did is they came out and said, "Hey, if we believe a bank that would go under," Could cause a run on more banks and have a disproportionate effect on the system. Then we will guarantee all the money over and above the two hundred and fifty thousand dollars FDIC insurance, but only if we think that that bank could have a systemic risk to the entire system. Okay, what banks are those? Well, at this point, all of them—the big ones. Yeah, well, those Not are all, all going to be. Of them. But now they're going. It- no, it's the big ones. It's They're the definitely JP not fair. It's the large, it's the too sure. big to fail banks. The little mom and pop credit unions, the regional banks, the state level banks, the ones that got five or six branches in the local community where like the small businesses get their funding. If I happen to have a million dollars in a bank, no, let's let's go bigger. If I have a half a million in a local bank as a businessman or whatever, and now I know that if this bank has a run on it, my money is not guaranteed because it's just me. But I know that if I just move it over to Bank of America, if they have a run, my money is going to be guaranteed by the federal government.
2: But that's what I think the government is trying to do is put a kibosh on that. Basically say, like, oh, no, we're just going to back everybody now. I mean, that's what, this new, that's what this new fund window. I mean, listen, there's going to be some of these banks are going to be absorbed in other banks. There's just, that's just going to happen, as we'll get into in a couple minutes here. Um, it's already happening.
1: It's already happening.
2: So, but those depositors are still going to be made whole. No matter, no matter what happens. And I, 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 it's, it's a distortion in what should be, again, it should be, a, there's, you know, I, we talked about uh, 0809 09, when, when you sat down and when you got in here, um, because that's kind of when I was just, uh, you know, starting to pay attention to, you know, economics and geopolitical stuff and whatnot. And, you know, I thought the whole world was melting down in 2009. But AIG still exists to this day. And, they were the one who got bailed out. They, they had the one who insured all these risky investments and they were made whole, right? So, like, to your point of capitalism, that's why I've been saying since 2008, like, we'd okay, we clearly don't live in a capitalistic uh, government because they are willing to back up too big to fail in certain areas. AIG being a 2009 and other things too. Um, and we're just seeing a repeat of some of the same plays from our government that we're seeing now in 2020, 2023. I mean it's 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 the same playbook. And the same thing from the Fed too. I mean they this window that they opened up is literally just QE infinity rebranded, right? So it's yeah. just a way for these banks to offload these terrible or at least get be made whole for these terrible investments that they made over decades of terrible investing. So um
1: this is the problem is if just follow the incentives because all these banks have incentive to do is take bigger and bigger risks because there's no downside for them. When they get it right, they make a ton of money. When they get it wrong, the government gives them taxpayer money or or bends the rules or or makes whole new rules to make sure that they don't actually suffer the consequences of poor management and poor decision making. This can only go on for so long. That's my opinion. I guess maybe it can go on forever. Maybe the Keynesians are 100% accurate and we are going to be the first society in the 250,000 years of human history to ever figure this out and get it right.
2: I mean, they just have to get it right until the Micronova.
1: I, yeah, at that point we're done anyway. So, like, well, we're not done, but the currency is the digital currency, isn't all that? My my issue with is with this is always the same thing: of you're playing on people's fears of oh my god, what if? It's the same thing. Let's go back to 2000, 2008. I admittedly was not following this very closely. I had just got home from Iraq. I was kind of getting by. I went back to college, but I had a I had a discussion in law school where they said it was some kid. I was I was against the bailouts even at that point i'm like no this is wrong this is not how the system is supposed to work you can't do this and this well-intentioned young man responded with i mean could you imagine if gm went out of business though like yeah they should have because their business was failed it was not good and here's the thing he goes well i mean imagine the people what would they have done like they probably would have gotten other jobs because do people still want cars yeah and
2: the good parts of gm just would have got gobbled up by Ford, Ford, Toyota, all these other
1: companies would have stepped in, bought up the parts that mattered, got rid of the 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 rest, and you would have had a job there. Like, the idea that this is impossible is crazy. Yes, you have to let the system work, and that involves there has to be some pain. But for some reason, over at least my lifetime, the government, the Federal Reserve, the media, the powers that be, whoever it is, have sold the population on the idea of you should never have to experience any pain whatsoever like any any setback whatsoever we're here to fix it for you as if the government is even capable of this and historically speaking this is again just my personal opinion centralized control of large complex systems and economies does not work the harder that you try and this is the same it's the same pattern you see historically everywhere else We trust these people who think that they are the smartest people in the room, and it turns out the emperor has no clothes. They don't know any more than you or I do. And it's an impossible job. Like Jerome Powell, I I don't feel bad for him because he signed up for it, but you're asking this guy to do something that can't be done. Like the, The extent of human ingenuity, of human understanding, and human capability is not sufficient to run this complex of a system. It's impossible. It's not... Realistic, So the idea that he's going to get it right is laughable. He couldn't get it right. You, I mean, you could take a one in a million shot and you might get one decision right out of 10 that have to go perfectly. It's just going to keep happening until the system collapses. Like this is, and it, I don't know how it doesn't happen. Do you?
2: No, I, like I said, I thought it was all breaking down in 2009.
1: I think they could keep pushing the can down the road. The problem is the longer you push this off, the worse it's going to affect people when the government can no longer do it. Because at some point, the currency is so devalued through inflation that the people at the top, yeah, no, they're not worried. If I was a billionaire, I wouldn't be worried either. Those people tend to be okay, no matter what happens. But there's no way out of this. Like There's no responsible way out of a 10 to 12-year run of zero interest rate policy. There is no way out of the global debt crisis that's coming. You can inflate your way out of it, but the problem is, once you try to inflate your way out of that, you start seeing what you're seeing all across Europe and in some sections of America. You're having riots, you're having protests, you're having people stand up and say, "No, we, no, 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 no."
2: And new geo- geopolitical alliances are emerging. Just saying.
1: Who'd you have in mind on that
2: one? Uh, we're not going to talk about Mexico or oh joining the. Holy breaks.
1: crap, that's huge! Uh,
2: if yeah, right, I mean, if they, if they're, if they, if that ends up being a thing, then. I think that goes to your point of ramifications of zero percent interest rates for decades. People aren't going to use the dollar anymore, right? So, like they they realize what that it's manipulated beyond you know it's clearly manipulated to these other countries who are forced to use it. So therefore, they're trying to figure out new alliances to work around it. And I you know it's hard for me to say not to blame them. And let me touch on one more thing, and then we'll move on to this Credit Suisse part. So just so that I'm uh, fair and balanced, should sure. I say, sure. Kevin McCarthy? Yeah, your boy. My boy. So apparently uh, at least two of his uh, former senior aides turned lobbyists were lobbying for Silicon Valley Bank and the deregulation of the, uh, you know, the regulation of the banks at the whatever it is, 200 billion mark. So uh, basically served to help facilitate the outcome, I guess. So it's all incestual everywhere.
1: And, you know, this is... is this is to my greater point, which is if you still believe one of these parties gives a shit about you, I don't know what to tell you. Like the idea that all the problems will be fixed because the Republicans took the House is nonsense the idea that if the republicans take the presidency that we will finally solve these problems is simply not backed up by the relevant history and the relevant facts it's just not there i wish it was i wish you were right i wish one of these parties would actually stand up and do the right thing but they won't because they're not in the business of benefiting you or i they're in the benefit of staying in power and making money sorry but it's what it is how many times have you ever heard a politician say you know what I like doing this, but if this guy would run, I would absolutely sit down and let him go because I think he would do a great job or she would do a great job. Yet you notice that's never the answer. The answer is always you need me. Donald Trump has asked you to protest two times in in the entirety of the last five years. What were those two times? When he thought the election was stolen from him and when he found out he was going to be arrested. Those are the two times he called on you to protest. That's it. No other time not the, not operation warp speed that he did not not when the bank run happened not when it, any other not when we talked about oh, i don't know blowing up a foreign pipeline across Europe no 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 it was only when he stood as as about to lose that he went come on guys protest because this isn't fair to me like stop believing in any of these people they are all so full of crap that i don't understand how we got here and now not for nothing the idea that the brics nations brics is a loose geopolitical alliance consisting traditionally of brazil russia india china and south africa now BRICS looks like it has also drawn the attention of mexico saudi arabia is towing that line a little bit and so is iran geopolitics makes strange bedfellows folks and if listen i get mexico's our neighbor and we all love mexico and everything else and I, i genuinely actually do but if I were Mexican and I looked at what the CIA and the DEA had done to my country over the previous 30 years, I might not want to stay the tightest of allies either. I, I might just be open-minded to some other currencies after after looking at the ravaged countryside directly caused by our ingenious war on drugs. All right. Let's
2: talk about we had three banks. In the U.S., yep. uh, Silvergate, Signature, and Silicon Valley. And we had First Republic also uh, teetering. But international contagion, Mr. Husung. UBS is set to buy Credit Suisse for $3.2 billion. The mega deal could make the banking crisis worse. Headline from Markets Insider. Uh, so the thought being this, I skim through this article here, is that, okay, uh, you know, for, Going back to 08, 09, and then realizing and watching it happen all again here is most of the news cycle is all psychological. It's all basically making, trying to get people's uh, uh, emotions settled so they don't make rash decisions during some of these uh, times here to try to allow these banks to kind of shake off the the warts here. But um, the idea that any bank needs to be purchased by another bank should... Worry, people who are paying attention to this kind of thing, because that doesn't happen all the time. First of all, and so it's you know on one hand it's you're gobbling up a uh, a teetering uh, Credit Suisse bank here and firming that up, but you're also basically absorbing all their risk into UBS, and obviously it's a clear representation that things aren't great in the banking sector here, or none of this would be happening. So. We have a th- 3.2 billion dollar buyout. This is uh, from the Swiss National Bank, 2 four Credit Suisse. <laughs> this is
1: so funny. Yeah. In the most depressingly awful way possible. The absurdity of it is what's funny. It's, Sorry, keep going.
2: Yeah. yeah I, I mean, it, no bank acquisition is, you know, in these times should be looked at as you know, even if it is a necessary firming of the system, I mean, it's clearly a problem. And so
1: can I, I just hit the highlights? I'm this? just going to
2: say this this seems to be a, the beginning of a bank issue, not the end of a bank issue.
1: Correct. That's my assertion as well. UBS to pay three billion Swiss francs, three point two three billion dollars for Credit Suisse. Uh, Yellen and Powell have supported this deal for the financial stability. Now, here's the real fun part. UBS is paying $3 billion, $3.23 billion, so that they can assume $5.4 billion in losses on deals closed in the last year. And Credit Suisse is going to write down $17 billion of bonds to zero.
2: I also see the Swiss National Bank has agreed to lend UBS the equivalent of $108 billion to help it the merger so it's gonna okay, get okay so it's let's get
1: to the real fun part now <laughs> okay. why do they need a 108 billion dollars right now eh,
2: holes in the balance sheet maybe
1: mm. it's not like Credit Suisse has a 50-year history of committing some of the largest frauds ever in and listen that's a high standard in the banking world and they are like neck and neck with JP Morgan for and the Deutsche most- Bank Deutsche Bank I listen. The reason our system works is because people believe in it. That's it. There is no solid fundamental underlying value to our banking system. It is the most corrupt, incompetent collection of businesses and companies you could ever imagine. The only, if everybody understood how insane the banking system actually was, Bitcoin would go to 100,000 because everybody would be like, uh, no. Because literally with fractional shares, the law used to be, they had to at least keep 10% of the money in house. They don't have to keep anything. So if you have your deposit, Uh, your entire deposit is loaned out to somebody else. So if you just go in and be like, Hey, give me my money. They're like, we don't have your money. Give us four days. Like, but you're a bank. Like, yeah. So then you go and I go and he goes and she goes and they go. Everybody runs in at the same time. Like, uh, yeah, you're nuts. Give me my money. The system would collapse because I don't have it. It's not there. And now they go, oh, so sorry. Um, Good luck. And these banks are taking insane risks. They're losing money hand over fist, and then they're getting bailed out by the government, and the bankers all get their bonuses, or they cash out their stock options three weeks before everything becomes public. They pay themselves huge bonuses two hours before they go into receivership. And now, all that. But, go apply for a $10,000 credit limit and see how how intrusive... The questioning is, it's, it literally, this entire system could be summed up with, eh, screw the little guy. Like, let's just, everybody's going to scratch each other's backs all at the top level. Oh my God, this guy has too much money to fail. Well, what about me? I, I've only worked for this my entire life and this is everything I have saved up. Like, well, yeah, but if you go under, (laughs) we only lose 10 employees. Uh, We can live with that. Screw you. Oh, Awesome, yeah. What? What an insane system this action. This is where every time somebody tells me like, "Well, real socialism has never been tried." Like, neither is real capitalism. Yeah. Good lord.
2: Yeah. I, you sent me uh, <laughs> uh, following up on the uh, uninsured depositive uh, or under undersured, uninsured deposits uh, uh, segment here. You sent me a list of uh, ten banks, uh, including them are Silicon Valley Signature. And we mentioned First Republic Bank. So these are all percents of uninsured deposits by bank. BNY Mellon, 97%. Silicon Valley Bank, 94%. State Street, 91%. Signature, 90%. Northern Trust, 83%. Citigroup, 77%. HSBC, 73%. First Republic, 68%. East West Bank, 66%. And Comerica, 63%. There is now a total of $8 trillion. In uninsured deposits in the U.S., roughly forty percent of all deposits are uninsured. So, I mean, the government's got all their backs—eight trillion. They're backing it all. They'll just print those eight of those trillion-dollar coins and be like, "Yeah, we're good."
1: <laughs> Instead of just one. What? I mean, they should put you in charge. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> these—I mean, it's such a simple solution. I Duh. can't believe nobody's thought of that yet. Duh. I still love that they they literally floated the idea of minting a 1 trillion dollar. They did coin it again this year. Is a real thing. They like, did it again. These are supposed to be the smartest people in the room. They're unserious. Yeah. I love that now the the Fed came out with like we did warn SVB that they had some problems in September like you liars, you got caught with your pants down again. And the regulators got caught not knowing what they were doing again. And it's just like I don't I don't know the best way of saying this. It's it's just Crazy what they are allowed to get away with. There's nothing better to do than own a bank. Like, you're not allowed to go out of business.
2: Unless you're banking crypto companies, then you're... Well, yeah, then then you get targeted and
1: and sent (laughs) out. But as long as you just, like, go in and, like, all right, let me just... I could literally open a bank, and that the bigger I got, the better. So I could just take insane risks with other people's money. And then if I fail, I get to go back to big daddy government and be like, hey... I really felt good about Exposed Sports, so I bet everything on it, and it didn't work out. So all my my people are about to lose some money, and they'll be like, hey, honest mistake. We like Exposed Sports, too. We saw that you had a 100% investment in that and <laughs> thought it was risky, but we figured you knew what you were doing, and I get it. Sometimes things don't work out. Don't worry. We'll go hit that printer. We'll get you some money. Don't you worry about a thing. Like, all right, do you mind if I just pay myself out a big bonus before this all goes public and cash out some socks? Like, of course you can. What do you think this is? Cuba? Go make that money, son. And
2: so you mentioned Bitcoin too. Uh, we did have a quite the run of Bitcoin from about uh, I think March. I don't have the chart in front of me, but I feel like it was like March 9th or tenth. It was like nineteen thousand, and it got to as high as twenty eight thousand. Dips back down to 277 right now, so uh, down a little bit uh, today. But again, I think, I think I said this to you before. I've said this to a couple of people that if the Fed raises 50 basis points Wednesday. This thing's going back down to like 17. This this is a, this seems like a purposefully pumped Bitcoin to to facilitate the narrative that it's the safe haven when they're just going to pull the rug out. Oh, I think so too. On Wednesday. So Nick beware,
1: Nick Timmeraus, who's the current wall street journal shill for the federal reserve. And he's not like, he doesn't seem like a bad dude, but his entire job is basically predicated on don't ask him any tough questions of the federal reserve. He's the official Federal Reserve reporter. The Fed faces one of its toughest calls in years, whether to raise rates again to fight stubbornly high inflation or take a timeout amid the most intense baking crisis since 2008. Quote, it's going to be a tough decision with very tricky communications. End quote. If if anybody's ever
2: listened to a Fed chair speak, it's the most absurd thing if you literally try to parse out the words they say nothing every single interview so
1: and they only go interviews to these people and they'll, yeah. they'll just tell you flat out like look we don't want to cause panic so we have to just disseminate this information to the people that understand it and can communicate it in the way that we think is right yeah. like what other public official and i know the federal reserve is actually a private institution although most people are not aware of that but like imagine the The public official is so important because they can have such an impact on the lives of the citizenry, which I think should also apply to the Fed if that's the standard we're going to go with. Because everything they do has a huge impact on the lives of the citizenry, right? What other public official would we accept that from? Like, just blatantly saying, look, we have to go with the propaganda outlets. Otherwise, you guys might understand things differently than we want you to. And we can't have that. And everybody just goes, okay, makes sense. You're right. This is complicated. Yeah. And they just say it, like, yeah. Hey, now we can't, we can't like have these independent journalists in here. Oh my god!
2: Listen, I got, I got to break my Federal Reserve teeth on Ben Bernanke. So, and oh, Ron god Paul god. just literally grilling that dude, asking him like, "What is money?" Like having these questions, like you know, on the in, the, in these hearings, which is Ron
1: great. Ron so. Paul might have been the last elected official who could competently discuss monetary theory and policy with anybody yeah one of the best and like it's and here's the thing if you're like shaking your head like that can't be true really think about like what is fiat currency and why does it have the value that it has the full faith and credit okay so what else could that apply to if you start going down this rabbit hole i'll be the first one to tell you i don't think i could do it and i i know more than most and i'm still sitting here going you just get into some areas that you can't answer the questions on it it gets to be too difficult and it gets to be too um the hypotheticals get to be such that you can't answer them of like well if that's the case then why not this like oh i don't know i i guess i don't know why that can't be or why this could be or why this is it's it's very difficult so most people just take it for granted because that's what we've been taught forever yeah we live in a wild time man
2: it, this week is going to be crazy i you know i remember oh eight oh nine thinking like pretty much you know waking up every day thinking like okay what's going to break the the system today you know yeah. it's It's kind of the same feelings, but I'm also scarred for life thinking that it should have collapsed in 2009, 2010 at some point, and here we are, and we're still gripping, and people are still doing the same things, and I don't see anybody even trying to change it. They're just trying to cover it differently, and so I don't know how long it can hold out, but to your point, eventually it won't, and we'll all know when that happens.
1: I mean, just look, this isn't financial advice to anybody, obviously, but- it's probably not a bad idea if you are prepared for bad days. Like if if you are prepared for things to go wrong, what's the worst case scenario? Like you have extra food and money on hand. Like, I mean, I get, that's just not that big of a deal. I, I got phone calls from people that I didn't even know that were like, Hey, I got your name from so-and-so. I said, ask you, should I get all my money out of the bank? <laughs> I was so tempted to tell everybody yes, just to see what would happen, but I'm not a sociopath. So I didn't, but it was a, it was an interesting conversation to have repeatedly with a very diverse group of people. And I I don't, I don't, I know the system only works because of the faith we put in it. And I have to wonder if that faith starts to crack, how fast does this unravel, which leads to the next question of what could cause that faith to crack? what would happen and if you see banks not just one or two but if seven or eight banks go down i think you do see a panic i do think at that point people do start to even if they're not saying give me all my money people are going to get much more knowledgeable about fdic insurance very quickly and they're going to understand i got to get this money out of here and move it into. A-. be like Giannis. yeah just all these different oops sorry i didn't mean to hit your computer that's all right um it's just the whole show i know my bad uh <laughs> Giannis, that was great. That he just was putting it all over yeah, the place. Yeah, 50, fifty
2: plus banks. He spread out his millions. It's hilarious.
1: Yeah, until he, the guy he actually
2: he literally read the detail. He read the fine print, right? Yeah, fine print. I say, but everybody should know this, right? <laughs> but he actually was like, uh "Well, if I put two hundred fifty-one thousand dollars in this one, I'm out a thousand dollars.
1: What the hell? I'm going to put this in another bank. That's amazing. Until the, the owner like, came in and we're like, "Look, if J.P. Morgan goes under, we're all dead anyway. So just put it there." And this is what I mean about incentives. That is the incentive the current system is laying out. Because if you think like if you're going to use the what's a good example around here? Just small community banks and Power Federal Credit Union, NBT.
2: NBT like That's th- going down. So says Jay Singh. Oh, really? Uh they're highly leveraged to uh commercial real estate and he thinks that's a terrible oh, sector.
1: Oh, no. That's not good. Yeah. Oh boy. He's very
2: this guy uh Jay Singh, he's uh, uh I follow him on Twitter here recently. I've he's been a uh, a very informed voice in a lot of these bank uh, Twitter spaces over the last week or so. Um, it's SSR. What is it? It's a uh, situation or special situation research. I sure. believe it is the uh, Twitter handle. So go follow him. But uh, uh, I subscribed to his newsletter and he's been sending out stuff uh, pretty regularly. And he also mentioned that he thinks the next couple quarters because of this credit suisse thing is probably a couple quarters of recession here. So, who knows?
1: But it's entirely plausible. But that's but like NBT. If NBT goes under, they're not going to bail out. That's not a big enough deal. So you're not going to get your maximum FDIC insurance from them. You're not. You're going to get your $250,000. they are not going to make a special rule because they got to be able to say they let somebody fail. And, then, and so then, again, you are incentivizing all these people, in essence, to eliminate competition and to get to the point where you've got a highly regulated utility of banking with four options. That's gonna be your illusion of choice. Yeah. Do you want Bank of America, Wells Fargo, JP Morgan, or UBS?
2: I'm just I'm just gonna make sure that I never have two hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> 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 Smart. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm planning ahead. So can't lose any money that way. Nope. All
1: right. I'm just gonna go buy gold bars. And, it just sounds fun.
2: Anything I got some gold nuggets. Yeah? Yeah, and some silver. Nice. I mean I've been I been I was buying that before I was buying Bitcoin, so I'm diversified they say these days
1: you're a strange I'm guy
2: calamity diversified i love it.
1: <laughs> I mean listen you're doing that i'm getting just, chickens like eh,
2: that same yeah i mean just make sure you take possession of your silver and gold don't be uh, storing it someplace else because then they have your silver and gold
1: <laughs> yeah I, it's funny because when i do uh, I, with my clients i have them investing some in gold and silver funds and yeah. i tell them all and they're like all right absolutely. this is this is an investment all right if allegedly this place will hold physical gold and silver for you by the time when you invest your money. That being said, I'm pretty sure if we went to company headquarters, knocked on the door, said, can I get my gold? They'd be like, no. Right. So take that for what it's worth, but we're investing is only so many options. It's not the same as having gold bullion in your home.
2: And, uh, they do not sponsor the show, but I just use uh, America's Precious Metal Exchange f- for my silver and gold purchases.
1: Maybe they should sponsor the show. Yeah, what the
2: hell? Where are you, App,
1: Mac- App Max? I'd be—I think you'd be amazed at how little we would charge. <laughs> <laughs> we got to make sure Sean doesn't get to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I
2: right? mean, I've already spent enough of them. They should just come on the show already. So. Seriously. All right, let's switch gears a little bit. I mean, I know we're speaking about crime families, but the banking crime family here. Let's talk about the Biden crime family. So, we—I mentioned before—we have a new member. Of the, uh, uh, or at least new public member of the Biden crime family, Haley Biden. Um, so, this New York Post article, and I'll read the headline here CNN anchor Aaron Burnett says evidence of Chinese money to, to Biden's doesn't look good. Huh. And so she was, uh, she has her own show on CNN. Mm. What's it called? Outfront or something like that. I'm looking for the, uh, yeah, Aaron Burnett Outfront. Uh, and her guest was Ryan Goodman a co-editor-in-chief of Just Security, um, and basically said just that, said, uh, you know, this Chinese sent some millions of dollars to this uh, guy, his name was, I'm missing it right now, something like Jeff Walker, I don't know, some uh, uh, Biden family uh, confidant, and then he distributed the money equally to a bunch of the Bidens. So here's how the $3 million from China was distributed. This is according to uh, Representative Comer from uh, Kentucky. So apparently he's got some inside information. James Gilliard, one million sixty five thousand. John Rob Walker, Rob Walker was the gentleman that I was uh, referencing here, eight hundred sixty nine thousand. So they did both; those guys did really good. Oh yeah, that three million. Hunter of uh, the Biden family, Hunter Biden. You ever heard of him? I I believe I've I know the name. Six hundred and ten thousand, six hundred ninety two, probably for some art or something. Um, Probably for introductions. Yeah, James Biden the brother of the uh, current president and former vice president, uh, 360,000. And then Haley Biden, 25,000. New member. I wonder what she did. Again, she's probably energy
1: expert. No, Hunter's the energy expert. Well, I mean, she must maybe be they the shared notes.
2: expert. <clears throat> and then the most confusing one, unknown Biden, 70,000. Who do you think that is? <laughs> I mean, I don't see Joe's name on the list. I'm assuming it's just him, but.
1: Unnamed
2: Biden. It says unknown Biden. So that's, uh, this is from, again, from Representative Comer. So he uh, um, is the uh, chair of the House Oversight Committee. And so what do you think about the fact that CNN actually mentioned it in one of their, uh, you know, I would say, i say, I don't know, they don't really have any great shows, but one of their main shows uh, kind of bringing this to their audience that, hey, it looks like the Bidens actually did receive some money from this Chinese energy company, and that information on Hunter Biden's laptop might actually be true after all. Um, You know, that's kind of what she's saying here. So, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I don't think there's any hot takes on the Biden family. I mean, they're garbage. But if you feel free to add on to that. But what do you think about the fact that CNN is actually, say, breaking news, if you will, uh, but at least allowing their audience to be exposed to the idea that the Bidens, as a family, uh, have been receiving money from international uh,
1: companies for seemingly no reason? Now, let's just be fair, and let's, let's tell both sides of this. They've also been taking money from the American government illicitly, too. All right, it's not just international. It's not just foreign adversaries. They have also 100% profiteered off of the American government as well. So, so now, now that that's effect. out of the way...
2: They're well-diversified as well.
1: Yes. They've probably taken just as much from America as they have from these other foreign governments. Uh, I think it is a... I want to say it's a promising sign, but it's getting to the point that it is just so undeniable. Like, it's been undeniable for a long time. All right? If you look into it, it's... The amount of benefit of the doubt you would have to give them to believe this is all on the up and up for the last 30 years is laughable. So... That aside, the idea that CNN is saying it, I think I'm going to go with my Sean Hannon theory of this is controlled demolition. This is they're done with him. Yeah, he's gone. Um, they're teasing it out now. I always love it when these conversations come up in passing with people that always told me how evil Donald Trump was. And I always laughed and was like, yeah, no, he's terrible. And they're like, yeah, thank God we have this back. And I just look at him like, just wait. It's, it can't stay secret forever. And it's coming out. So as this continues to come out, I think it's wonderful because these people are so utterly dirty and corrupt that the notion that anybody ever for one moment believed Joe Biden was an upgrade over Donald Trump is the most accidentally perfect indictment of our entire media complex. The idea that anybody could have bought for even a minute that Joe Biden would be an ethical upgrade to Donald Trump is the saddest fact of our current situation. So, yeah, I guess. I mean, where do you stand on this? I mean,
2: so as somebody who watched Erin Burnett during the 2008-2009 crisis, mm. I always thought that she was uh, at least hip to the lingo and hip to the corruption that is within that Thing. I mean, she never really outed it, but I could say that I, it seemed like she was well aware of what was of what was happening back then. And obviously, you know, who knows, it's 15 years later and now she's a host of this other show and maybe whatever. But so I, I don't have any kind of anti-Aaron Burnett sentiments per se, I guess. I mean, she's said some crazy things during COVID, but um, I think this, I think recognizing these uh, financial, uh, anomalies are something in her wheelhouse. So I'm glad that it was her, you know, as opposed to Don Lemon, I guess, you know, breaking the news. So there's some level of credibility that it's coming from her and not Don Lemon or whatever. Um, but again, it's still CNN. And I, I think there is a continued control demolition of the Biden administration and will be until he decides not to run. Um, I will say, and this will help us transition to the, uh, uh, main topic here, but before we do that, I'm going to remind everybody to like the uh, video, share the video, subscribe to the channel,
1: help the algorithm,
2: help the algorithm, atone for your sins.
1: <laughs> what? I think the theme of the show today is you don't need to atone for anything. No. Just get rich.
2: Yeah. Get, get rich. All right. So Rep- representative Komar also, uh, used the Hunter Biden, uh, uh, situation, if you will, the new revelations, if you will, to compare them and maybe say that uh, to our main story, Trump says he's going to get arrested. Kind of said it. Comer Comer says that uh, this is just a uh, distraction from the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden stuff. So I'm not sure if that's real or not real, but clearly it's happening all at the same time. But um, yeah, I didn't actually read Trump's uh, truth social report, but again, this is from uh, post millennial. Dated March 18th, Trump announces he will be arrested on
1: Tuesday, which is tomorrow, and then
2: calls for protests to take our nation back. Go ahead.
1: He didn't actually say I'm going to be arrested. He said, according to a leaked document from the Manhattan district, the corrupt Manhattan district attorney's office, I am to be arrested Tuesday morning. So he didn't say, like, I know I'm getting arrested. He's saying, based on what I've, you know, you've all seen it, I guess I'm getting arrested on Tuesday. That's crazy. So you all better go protest for me.
2: Right. And this is, no, this stems from uh, charges being brought by New York City District Attorney Alvin Bragg. So, right here, we got a hometown uh, front row seats kind of for this whole thing.
1: My man is in over his head.
2: This dude has been attention seeking from day one, right? I mean, this guy is seeming like a
1: no such thing as bad press, a
2: a pile of burning garbage. so here I read from the postman of the charges from New York city district attorney Alvin Bragg amount to falsifying business records in that Trump's company allegedly falsely accounted for some $130,000 paid to Trump. Uh, 2016 attorney, Michael Cohen, <clears throat> not specified on their balance sheet. And this was uh, supposedly a payoff for stormy Daniels, uh, keeping your mouth uh, shut during uh, the presidential run here. So
1: right, we can drop the supposedly 100% was a payoff of stormy Daniels. To sure. not talk about the affair.
2: And so to me, the thought that that's, I mean, this sounds terrible coming from me, I think, uh, that that's what we're going to decide where we need to draw the line. And we're like, okay, this $130,000 is way out of control for Trump. Like he paid off somebody, a, a, a known porn star from going public. I can't believe this. Arrest that dude. Like the fact that this has turned into some type of, We're going to cuff the former president is mind-bogglingly ridiculous. And let me just point out that, uh, and I tend to agree with this, maybe you saw this, but Elon Musk came uh, had a little comment said this would ensure Donald Trump's re-election if he's actually arrested.
1: I don't know if it'll ensure the... Because I think there is a certain amount of fatigue with Donald Trump of like, oh my God, just stop. So I don't know that for sure. I think
2: this would... Like, there's a level, there's some level of people who are just what you said, burned out from Trump. They'd rather see DeSantis or some other face that's going to, you know, be a cleaner version of a Trump, right? Who somebody's going to kind of push back on power structure, but not, you know, be a mean tweeter or whatever. I don't know. I. It seems as though that, I don't know where I was going with this now, but... Um, that Musk is right, and if he gets arrested, he... Would- I, he could I win think the that offsets some of the burn. I don't
1: disagree with some that. Some people
2: might actually just do it in spite of the arrest.
1: Uh, it's entirely possible. Here's my I guess overall opinion on it. If what they said is correct, then yes, Donald Trump did in fact break the law, and you have to prove that in a court of law to which he is entitled to mount a defense and is entitled to the assumption of innocence until proven guilty. And you're gonna try to prove this guilty based on the word of a known corrupt um attorney former attorney he's disbarred now a corrupt disbarred attorney who's already committed perjury and is gone to jail for basic dishonesty so there's let's say minor credibility issues with that witness and your other witness is a uh former adult film star who's already sued i mean kind of like the cia you're never really a former adult star fair ah. Huh? Yeah, I guess that's probably accurate. Go ahead. You're, av- you're never really a former <laughs> smoker either, like when the chips are down. Um, so, but either way, so you have an adult film star who's already sued the president and lost and who's very public attorney uh, went to prison over coercion and blackmail of major corporations. So, again, let's say minor credibility issues. So you're, that's your witnesses, though. That's who you got to lay this case out. Now, Donald Trump has credibility issues, obviously, but the idea would be he had he could say, hey, look, I didn't know what they were doing. I just said, get it, get it. Way of knowing that they did it that way. They told me they did it this way, and I said, okay. Which, you know, after four years of him as president, is not out of the realm of possibility that that's exactly what happened, but he just said, yeah, take care of it, and they went, okay. That... Are you going to tell me with a straight face, you know, for sure, beyond a reasonable doubt, that's not what happened? Because I'm not ready to say that. But either way, if he did it, it's illegal and or he should have known. Fine. But just understand the precedent you're setting here. This is a slap on the wrist type of offense. So if this is the game that the Biden family wants to play, I would have advised them against that. I don't know who is like working for the Bidens, but whoever's like yanking those strings on Joseph Maybe they ought to call the DA's office and Mr. Bragg and be like, hey, sit down and shut the hell up because for all of the injustices of politics, which my God, there are injustices in politics of the haves and the have-nots, but by subscribing to this two-party system, there is one rule that matters above all else, and that is turnabout is fair play. So once you do this, Guess what happens next? You'd think they would have learned this after the whole judge fiasco with Mitch McConnell when he came out and was like, you're going to regret this, and you might regret this sooner than you think. And sure enough, he got power in Mitch McConnell being the sociopathic, efficient elected representative that he, no, that's not true, politician. He's a terrible elected representative, but he's a wonderful politician, He made him pay, and he got after him, and then he ran through a bunch of judges that they couldn't do anything to stop because they changed the rules. Now you're going to see this. So you think, like, when the Democrats, if they actually do arrest Donald Trump over this minute of a thing, you don't think the Republicans are going to turn this right around and they're not going to take it a step further? Do you think
2: Elvin Bragg and the people who support this are literally just that far in a bubble that they think this is a good idea? Yes. They're like... This is gonna get everybody on our side. This is this yes. is what everybody wants. Like we're gonna be the stars of the show. Like but, we're gonna go get the guy. Y- and I don't think they if if that's true. And I'm not dismissing the fact that it could be true. They're even more out of touch of reality than than I could possibly imagine.
1: So there's there's one thing I know about people that have this level of power, and that is they are particularly prone to hubris. They think, they always assume they're the smartest person in the world. And the problem that you're having here is what he's thinking is good name recognition. And if he's the guy that does get Donald Trump found guilty, he's a celebrity. Governor Bragg. Uh, at minimum. Yeah, he might become the new fa- presidential favorite for the Democrat Party at that point. <laughs> all right. That'd like, be great. Let's be real. And and for him, it might not even be that high risk of a play because if, if he gets Trump and Biden goes down, how is that bad for Bragg? It's good for him. Bad for the party. And that's my point of you better make sure you're squeaky clean and nobody in our current political system is squeaky clean. Nobody.
2: So, and if, and to your point here, I'm reading another headline from the Post Millennial: Kevin McCarthy pledges to investigate outrageous abuse of power by New York City DA Alvin Bragg over potential Trump indictment.
1: So, who there you would have, have it. Seen this coming? <laughs> this is what I mean. Like, it's just it's it feels like an unforced error. Don't get me wrong. Is somebody who's sort of on the outskirts of the political parties at this point and hates both of them with a passion? I'm in. Let's do it let's arrest everybody. I'm on board. I want everybody arrested and I want everybody charged in public trials. let's get it done. But as a pragmatic human that also kind of wants our society to function in a moderately peaceful way, have you all lost your minds? I like have you lost your mind? This is crazy.
2: There was uh, news about who and who did and who didn't respond to the Trump. True social and the allegations that he was going to be arrested and the whole indictment process in general, uh, we didn't get anything from uh, uh, Nikki Haley or Governor DeSantis until DeSantis spoke up this morning. And I will read that oh, in a second he? here, yeah. Okay. And so, um, but we had a lot of the. What was that? Do, do you know how to pronounce that guy? guy's Vivek uh, Ramaswamy? He's the uh, he's running for Republican president. He's like some tech guy. I can't Okay. Um,
1: I think you nailed he, it.
2: It's, if you saw it, I'm pretty sure I did too. So, um, but I know he came out. Right? So let me read uh, DeSantis's uh, 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 take Comment. on this, sir. Um, I've seen rumors swirl. I have not seen any facts yet. And, and so I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know this. The Manhattan district attorney is a Soros-funded prosecutor, and so he, like other Soros-funded prosecutors, they weaponize their office to impose a political agenda on society at the expense of the rule and law and public safety. He has downgraded over 50% of the felonies to misdemeanors. He says he doesn't want to even have jail time for the vast majority of crimes. So this is uh, turns into a little bit of a campaign stump for sure. uh, Governor DeSantis here. Shocking. So, um, everything is a campaign stump when you're uh, running for president. maybe
1: yeah. potentially running for president.
2: So, <laughs> so, <clears throat> you know, I'm guessing DeSantis almost had to come out in defense of this because, you know.
1: Listen, he it's, did. It's right. But let's not forget, Trump just sued him like a week ago. <laughs> it's like try on a nonsensical, like, oh, he's campaigning without officially declaring he's got to pay my like. All right. This is the problem with being Donald Trump. Like, you're a dick. So no, nobody wants to cheer for you. Nobody wants to help you because you go scorched earth on every person who's not you, and you suffer from the same flaw every other politician does. But you suffer to a greater degree than anyone I've ever seen. You're the only answer. You're it. There's no possible way anybody else could be helpful. You can't help anybody else. It's got to be you.
2: And so, obviously, this is a play f- to keep Donald Trump from running for for president, More right? Than I mean, at least. We mentioned the personal reasons why Bragg might want this to happen, but if there was a legitimate reason for all this to happen through Democrat channels, that would be the reason, right? Hey, we're gonna we're gonna create a scenario where it's unlikely that he could run for president effectively, and therefore maybe he'll drop out, or you know, it'll damage him enough to to for him to lose in the primary. Yes, but that does not seem to be the case. So I don't know. We have something like fifteen potential nominees listed in this Quinnipiac Quinnipiac poll. Um, Trump is still in a commanding lead. Um, It, you know, I'd like to think that people have asked me, people who live in Florida have asked me, that how could people vote for Trump and not DeSantis? And even for what good DeSantis did during lockdowns and COVID and whatnot... He has, you know, fractions of the appeal of Donald Trump. And I don't see how DeSantis wins a primary against I I, I just don't see how Donald Trump loses a primary. Do you, uh,
1: even... There's I, a lot of time still to go. I don't for, know. For sure.
2: For sure. But it there seems like there's, like, outside of some scandal, and, I mean, to be fair, like, they've been trying to find a scandal on this dude for six straight years, eight years, whatever it is, yeah. and they haven't found one other than it's $130,000 pay off to a porn star. So I don't imagine there's a new thing coming. I mean, listen, I'm always open to the Epstein thing being a thing. If that yeah. thing, then he's done, right? But I think, I hope. But anyway, so <laughs> Vivek Ramaswamy, uh-huh. that's the guy. Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. Got okay. it. I don't know if, can you read this over here? I oh, know. I can't. Hide no, it. I it's way too far away. My eyes are pretty good, but they're not. <laughs> so, <that> <laughs> <good>. <laughs> but so that's the guy's name. But anyway, so, um, I, th- I agree with Musk that this turns, if, if he in fact is arrested and I actually d- no longer think he will be arrested, like if it is, I think it's to your point, a complete error on their part. Um, I just think he wins and I. I don't know what that means. He's the president, but I think he wins a primary.
1: Oh God, we're going to be subjected to Biden v. Trump again for a presidential election. I don't think I can hate that again.
2: I mean, we had 160 million people turned out to vote for those—the most popular two candidates ever.
1: Yeah, that seems reasonable. <laughs> we're not going down that road today. <laughs> no. All Let's right. do more Malin in voting. It seems to work really well. Yeah. Well, I'm going to so, laugh so hard when they like uh, when the Republicans play the same game the Democrats do with mail-in votes, and we're literally going to have 300 million votes cast okay. in the next election.
2: All right, so now I'm going to put I'm going to I want you to put on your Swami hat, not Vivek Ramaswamy, but okay. just your uh, 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 Johnny Carson. Is that too old for you? No, I got it. Three questions: Will Trump be arrested this week before the next show? These are all the answer. These the timeline is before our next show on Monday. Will Trump be arrested? No. Will the Fed raise the FUD rate by fifty basis points?
1: I actually think they do.
2: And will Bitcoin be above or below twenty thousand?
1: I think it'll still be above, but I think it. I think they're going to raise either by twenty-five or fifty. My guess is they're going to. They're putting this out now, so that as the moderate choices they're going to raise by 25 but i'm open to 50 i think it's i don't think they pause i think yeah 25
2: seems i mean they they have some kind of scale and it says it's like 87 percent most likely the chances a quarter which makes me think that that's not going to happen and they're just going to raise a 50 basis so
1: that's why i follow that guy nick Timorasu or or whatever his last name is because he's basically the the mouthpiece for what they're going to do they they leak it to him he goes out and says like oh they got to do this this so i'll follow his tweets throughout the day but basically
2: there's so they've given a 10-day buffer of oh it's going to be a quarter Right? Yeah. But that gives everybody, oh, okay. At least it's not 50. It, it, it's a little bit of an exhale, but then they don't have to do that at all. He's like, oh, it's 50. And right. then I, I, said, I think everything turns. One more question before we let everybody go.
1: So Donald Trump's not arrested. I do think they raise rates. I'm going to say yes to 50, but I do think 25 is actually more likely, but 50 is possible. And Bitcoin, I think, will be above 20,000 at this point. Okay.
2: Now. And one more question, and then we'll let everybody go. All right. Will... And we're going to exclude Silicon Valley Bank from this discussion. Okay. Will any other bank be absorbed by another bank between now and the next show?
1: Yes. Absolutely. Would you
2: like to drop any names?
1: First Republic Bank, (laughs) one hour ago. Okay. First Republic Bank stock now down 46% has been halted four times over the last 30 minutes. The stock is now halted at $12.41 per share after trading at $130 a share just one month ago over 20 billion dollars in market cap erased in one month. Well, that's deflation. Buddy, that's bad news if you're <laughs> a bank. All right. So, yes, there will death I would I would I'm more confident about that one than any other that at least another one or more banks will be absorbed by other banks by the time our show hits next week.
2: All right. Well, we'll revisit that quiz uh first thing uh Monday uh at noon. Sounds great. All right on that note, We'll let y'all get out of here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for uh, uh, finding us on Rumble. Oh, maybe we'll be on YouTube next week. Maybe we won't. I' not looking forward to it. Or not looking. I doesn't. I don't feel like it's a likelihood. Uh, even though they said I was only our channel was only going to be banned for a week, uh, seems like it's going to be longer than that. So, on that note, tune in next Monday, twelve p.m. Uh, at least on Rumble. Maybe on YouTube. But uh, for the next uh, edition of Sports, Clicks, and Politics, thank you. I'm just lagged so long that, I, that I'm that i still broadcasting.
0: Yeah, okay. So this isn't on there?
2: No. Okay. We haven't even got to that part. We're still talking about three minutes ago.
0: Yeah, that's why I was like, I thought I was behind out there for some reason when you said that.
2: Yeah, we're way behind. Like multiple minutes behind.
0: because I can't really say the story if I do a video about it because I just can't. So here's how she got this jewelry. Her daughter married a man who is a widow and he was married to this other lady and that's whose jewelry it is. And he was married to her lady and she was a nurse practitioner and she got she was young um when you know they were both young when they got married and then she got cancer and I guess she died from the cancer it was kind of a quick thing but before she had the cancer she was this like so